everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Zyway brand fungicides from FMC. So gals, here we are. First month of 2022 is almost behind us. And I think harvest will be here before we know it. Let's get over planting. Let's just zoom right into fall. What do you think? No, I'm ready for planting. I'm not ready for planting, but I'm ready for it not to, I'm ready for it to be above zero. Yes. <laughs> what do you want to know? You don't want to know why I'm ready for planting? Oh, I know why. But go ahead. Why? Tell us your joy. I got a tractor big enough for my lunchbox. That's what I'm yes. most happy about. So I can't, tell us about the tractor. What kind is it? <clears throat> so I've been planting for, I can't even tell you how many years, with a John Deere 4640, which is a great tractor. Don't get me wrong. I have great love for that series of tractors. They're, they're a workhorse. They're good. But um, compared to the newer tractors, and this the one we got isn't even all that new, um, between the levers and having to use the clutch and no cab room. So the other day uh, we found an 8220 and I'm so excited. There'll be room for my puppy if she wants to ride, my lunchbox, fingertip. Okay, control. but tell us the most important thing. How is the cup holder? You know, <laughs> the cup holders are gonna suck. I'm gonna be honest oh, because they, the, those tractors, they just, John Deere can't make a cup holder. I don't know what the freak is wrong with John Deere cup holder engineers, but yeah. Either that or well, they see, just need to tell the, tell the people what kind of cup they need to buy. Maybe they just need to put a cup with it and charge you for it. Maybe, yeah. Hey, that's actually a great idea. Maybe they just need to sell the John Deere cup that fits in the John <laughs> Deere cup holders. I have a theory. Maybe they don't have a larger cup holder because- John Deere wants you to work more so you don't spend that time going to the bathroom. Oh, no, their cup holders are too big. <laughs> oh, they're too big. Yeah, they're too big. So where's the aftermarket insert people? Come on. Yeah, somebody needs to do something because John Deere cup holders suck. Like if you don't have a buddy seat, the one on the hump there is horrible. It's just useless. This tractor we bought has a buddy seat. It's too big, but is it also too short? Yes, it's too shallow. Yeah. So too yeah, shallow. everything just tips around. So the one that's the one on the right side, and then there's one under the seat that actually. Um, I'm not figuring out how that works. <laughs> well, and it's supposed to keep stuff cold when you have the air conditioner on. It's supposed to keep, but you literally can't use it while you're driving because you literally have to stand up so that the seat raises up so you can get down underneath and get it i don't know what they were thinking but like a spare it's just a spare it's a spare yeah but john deere cup holders suck and i'll stand by that statement we'll mention it every episode until we have a solution a solution yeah we need the aftermarket company to sponsor jen's cup holder for planting season that'd be i'm awesome. sure there's someone out there i'm sure this isn't just a jen problem i'm sure there's many people out there that have the same problem. We can probably use a pool noodle. You can fix everything with a pool noodle. We just have to cut it right. That's true. So that that actually will use social media to our advantage, which takes us into buzzwords and social media. Ugh. What a joke. 
you think it would get better, but it feels like it just gets worse. I don't know how many times, honestly, we can have this conversation because this isn't our first. It's not our second. And I'm pretty sure it's more than our third conversation about this. Well, I think Uh, it just comes into every conversation because it hits so many different topics. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what brought it up for me was two things. Um, Buzzwords was the reduced carbon beef. Is that what they're calling it? I forget what they're calling it. Low carbon beef. Low carbon beef. And the class action suit suing or looking into suing social media. I don't even understand that. Are we never going to take responsibility for our actions? Is that just never going to happen again? So we need a social media with a safe space for those in social media. Right. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) It's you, and now you need safe places from safe places. I don't even understand. More people. Has social media ever been a safe place? Did anyone ever say it was? Why are we suddenly so offended by social media? Well, here's the thing that our super fan Stan said to me earlier this week. (laughs) He said, um, "You know, it's all about who you follow. If you follow crap, you're going to get crap." And That's if you follow true. good people, then you're going to get good information. So I think maybe we just need to we need to look at who we're following and pick and choose, you know, the best situations. But I also believe that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, their algorithm is also going to show you stuff you don't want to see in order to make you mad. I believe yeah, I that's a factor. I don't need to see what somebody too. else likes. I mean, that, that's where I just, I don't know. I just know when to scroll on. It just, I, there are things I see that piss me off, but I'm like, like we have a, my address is Franklin, Indiana. We live in Johnson County, but Franklin is our town. I don't live in city limits, but there is a city of Franklin chat is a freaking hot mess and everyone gets so mad at it, but I'm like, you gotta laugh. Those people are nuts. Our good field happened, is pretty tame. What happened to all the funny videos? That's primarily, I guess, why I watch TikTok nowadays because it makes me laugh literally out loud. Like I was watching TikTok the other night and I was laughing so hard for a good five minutes from a video. <laughs> like it just kept reoccurring in my head. And I thought, when was the last time I actually laughed this hard at a video yeah. I had seen? Oh, quite I, a while. I love to laugh. When you get on Twitter, you have to follow Earl. Do you guys follow Earl? Mm-mm. No. The donkey. Where is he? Oh yeah, on, I know who you're talking about with the big blue ball. Yeah, it's Earl the donkey on Twitter, Jen. Oh, okay. Well, I'm heading. He makes there. me laugh. <laughs> See, I have to balance what I follow because I want to follow news. I want to know what's happening in the news. Um, what's making headlines. But then at the same time, I don't want to be totally consumed by that because a lot of the headlines are negative and that can bog someone down. So I, I personally need to set boundaries with that. Um, Just don't read the comments. Yeah. And it's so individualized. That's, that's where I'm at with social media. It's very individualized for that person. So you do what works for you and what makes you mad, scroll on, go to the next thing or put your phone down and go do something else. It seems to me like there's a lot more commercials in Twitter now too. 
Like, I feel like I have to scroll through more crap that I didn't sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. It, this, you might be interested in this. No, if I were interested in that, I would, I would have signed up for it. What is it? The one, <laughs> I get some really weird Facebook ads and I'm not sure why, because I don't really search weird things on Facebook, <laughs> but like men's, um, soap, do you know what company I'm talking about? The, what is it called? Like, I don't even want to say it out loud, even on a non-censored show. <laughs> but I don't want to turn it, it on up. either. I'll say it. <laughs> Write it on a piece of paper and hold it up. I'll say it. What? <laughs> Men's soap. I'm looking it up right now. I just sent it to you in the chat. I don't know why. I I haven't had oh, any pictures. Every uh, ball washers. Oh. But it like comes I've, up all the time. Like there's a certain brand that that's called that. I mean, why yeah. do I get that? I've never looked up men's grooming or men's toiletries. <laughs> because they're always listening. That's why. <laughs> but I don't remember even discussing that anywhere. So, I mean, I have two little girls and yeah, I don't know. Well, I know this, they take the location, regardless if you had the privacy settings shut off. I know Facebook will take your location and if there's a product that's in that vicinity and they know it, they'll start, start showing you ads to it, even though you never said anything about it, just based off your location. And if it's a popular I'm item, people pretty are talking sure about, they'll I've show never it to been you. anywhere near any type of well, ball washer. <laughs> I'll tell you when I was Christmas shopping with some friends, we were in a boutique store and they had a little men's section that had it like as a gag gift. So that's where I remember seeing it. It's just as a gag gift for the man in your life. So if uh, <laughs> Facebook knew I was in that location, they would start showing me ads based on that. Well, the funny thing is, is that people are talking about, I don't know, we're going to get COVID, get Mark for this, but people are talking about Dorona um, shot. Uh, you know, the government's trying to peg you and, and, you carry around a device in your pocket every freaking minute of your life that the government is pegging you on. Please. They do not they need, need a microchip. You. you carry it with you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't need to put anything in you. We are addicted to our phones. I am. I know it. I admit it. And I don't care. Um, that's why we get those ads. Something, somebody around you. you. Do you tell your girls to get their balls out of their purse and put them on? No, I don't. Oh, well, I don't know then. I, you know, the, then the Jen saying that we use all the time is that you don't go to the hospital for stupidity. So don't do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to the hospital. That's, that's like my number one parenting rule. And the girls know it well. And it was all fine and good until their three-year-old cousin jumped off the couch and broke his leg and had to go to the hospital. And they're like, but mom, isn't that called stupidity? Why did they take him to the hospital? Damn straight it is. Walk it off, dude. Um, I, I don't know. Okay, let's, 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 so the research or the research, the lawsuit, it says it's, they are, what did I say they were doing, Kelsey? I can't tell you how many times um, social media has been on Capitol Hill defending themselves, but they'll, they'll 
have a lawsuit to get them. They'll go talk it out and then nothing happens. There's no regulations or anything. It's just a constant circle. So I'm betting this is what's happening again. There was, um, this past fall, there was some, um, conversation around Instagram, how Instagram knew that their platform was affecting teenage girls, mental health. And look at now, is anything being done about it? No. Um, it's just too much there this says it's an investigation so it's not actually been but when are we gonna and and i've said this before when where do we draw the line at taking responsibility for our own actions i get that things are addictive i get but at some point in time don't we just i mean don't we have to take responsibility i don't i don't know but who's there to hold us accountable ourselves isn't that part of the for some people that's not good enough i guess i was reading today that um one of the problems with the students who have such high loans or the recent graduates is that they apparently most of them assume that most americans make six figures (laughs) so they assume when they crack up all that debt they're going to make six figures and they're going to be fine you know, but, that's, yeah, that's, that's not what they, the average American makes. No, it's not. But that's what they went when, when I, I graduated from high school in 1988. And, and it was if you didn't go to college, you were going to be basically useless in life. And I went two years and uh, I couldn't stand it, couldn't do it. Am I useless in life? I don't know. Some might say I am. Um, are you asking father-in-law? Yeah, no, I'm not asking my father <laughs> Um, but I'm, I, I like the push now, or not the push, but the diversity now about, um, you know, um, tech schools and, and things like that. But yeah, I mean, there, there were, I, I believe there were kids who were pushed to believe that they could make six figures. Do I think those kids ought to band together and sue whoever told them that? No, I don't. I'm getting old and crotchety. Has anybody figured that out yet? <laughs> I don't think everything is somebody else's fault. No, we need to be held accountable for our actions and set boundaries. How is it parenting that got us there? I I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got to thinking that everything that happens to us is someone else's fault. I don't know. I know part of the problem with student loans is that people you know, don't eat ramen and live in dive apartments. They live in high rises with pools and, you know, uh, fitness facilities and things like that. And that happened just between my brother, my younger brother and myself, and we were five years apart and he spent a whole lot more money than I did. But I lived in a cooperative house where we shared our cleaning and cooking and we lived, you know, pretty, pretty frugally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lived in a place at the pool. <laughs> yeah, and I parking. That was something that we had. We only had street parking for the most part. So, yeah, I I, I don't know what happened. So it's yeah. the luxury is part of it. It's entitlement too. I mean, I don't know whether we as parents are making our kids feel entitled. If uh, society is making them feel entitled, which then I go back to why are we letting society dictate what we do? Um, well, college is for schooling. It's not a resort. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you could have a heck of a lot of fun at college without living like that too. So. 
It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Uh, yeah. Um, Casey was Kelsey's not nodding her head. Yes, but not admitting to anything. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking back to college. How nice would that have been, but I'd never do what I was there to do. <laughs> and that's part of the problem is, is it's taking kids longer because, you know, they're not only racking up student debt, but they're not, like you say, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't ever give out parenting advice or marriage advice. But sometimes I want to smack people is, is that's not the same as advice, right? I mean, it's just, do you wish you could just go through your screen and just smack a person uh -huh. and then come back in? You have no idea how many times I'm like, oh, that fucker needs slapped right upside the head, kicked by a cow. I've been kicked by a lot. Well, of and cows. maybe, you know, that age group for the most part, isn't mature enough to make those types of decisions for themselves. So if the parents are allowing them to live in resort type apartments and rack up that bill, then, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know that every 18 and 19 year old is mature enough to get into that type of situation themselves. They shouldn't be able to do that. So without without proper guidance at least I mean like right but even then I mean I, just after teaching for the last few years not everybody is ready to be in a college environment and make those no, types of decisions they're not and I think and I don't think that's taken into consideration I think that a lot of people are like well this is a logical this is the next step this is what you're supposed to do this is what society says you graduate high school now go but you mentioned technical schools, and I think it's important to note that you don't have to find a technical school. A lot of the community colleges have career technical education departments where you can learn electronics, hydraulics, diesel motors, automotive stuff, um, yeah, welding, yeah. and things like that. So um, I don't know. I always feel like, it, like to me, the technical college, you know, a lot of the guys, when I was a freshman in high school, all the seniors went to Wyoming for diesel mechanics. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go that far anymore because a lot Absolutely of community not. colleges have really great programs and you don't have to commit to two full years. They have a lot of certificates where you take the classes that you learn what to do and you don't have to take you know, the speech class, the English class, you might have a customer service class, mm -hmm. but you don't have to take those classes that maybe worry you about going to college. And you don't have to commit the two full years. You can do a lot within one semester and get different certificates. Or, or do night school if you're like, you know, I think, I think that um, we, we need to, I think each kid needs to be considered separately. And, and I, I feel like we did that with our three and I, and I hope they felt that way. Um, Cole, my youngest, um, smart as a whip. I mean, legit smart as a whip could have gotten into Purdue, could have done anything he wanted to do, but what he really wanted to do was, um, be a mechanic. Well, he wants to farm, but the deal was he had to have a backup plan and to get that backup plan, 
part of that was was needing to get away from the farm for a while. Um, he wanted to go to, so he decided to go to Vincennes uh, down in Southern Indiana and do the John Deere tech program and would have had a two-year bachelor's degree. No, uh, what is it? Associates, right? Four years as a bachelor, two years associates. We we're like, cool. Got him in down there. You have to have a John Deere dealership sponsor you. So we went to our dealership, Reynolds. They said, yep, we'll do that. Um, and, and Reynolds, it, one of their dealerships even said um, his senior year in high school, would you want to come work for a week over spring break and earn some money and kind of get an idea of what's going on? And he said, yeah. So he did that and we got him enrolled in school, ready to get him down there. Everything was set. And um, Reynolds came to him and said, we'll put you through John Deere Tech School. Um, you come work for us full time. And we went back and forth. He would not, he'd have his John Deere certification, technical ag tech certification, uh, but he would not have his associate's degree. How important was that associate's degree? A piece of paper? I, I don't know. You know, we, we tossed that around. Was that important later on? Could it lead to other things or? Well, it might've been more important for a, for a student that's not as mature as Cole. Right. And, you know, and Cole can talk to farmers. He can talk to customers. He can talk to adults as easily as he talks to, you know, peers. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, maybe somebody who wasn't as comfortable as Cole, maybe that would be a benefit. Right. We, I will tell you, he started um, at Reynolds in August. And um, the big thing I think we're missing for Cole is um, social aspect with his peers. Um, because most of the techs over at Reynolds are um, quite a bit old. Well, you know. So you know what I would suggest for Cole? 25. Okay, what? The Farm Bureau Young Leaders. There you go, yeah. Um, and things like that. And I think that, yeah, sometimes like, maybe I'm too close to the situation, but you're right. That is exactly what he ought to be doing is, I think the only thing Cole is missing is, is that interaction. Now he is great friends with the techs that work over there, but um, on a weekend basis or a Friday night, um, of course, Chris and I have talked before that social interaction, those kids get now then goes back to social media. They're not meeting at the courthouse square and cruising like we did. You know, they're that. snapchatting back and forth they're snapchatting back and forth. bars like we were kelsey <laughs> they're what's that bars um we weren't at know. the bars at college like we were no i hate snapchat <laughs> um they're snapchatting they're dming they're that's where they're getting their social interaction um yeah and they count that as social interaction it's not human interaction though it, you're right it's not but it is a social aspect um i don't know i just I don't even know how we got off. On Social it. media can be good, but you need to be mature enough to make it good for you and not listen and to all the noise. And I think you need to be smart enough and rational enough to, to delete the accounts that aggravate you or piss you off. I mean, or even that just don't contribute anything. Like I had been watching certain things for other reasons. And I find myself this last week or two I don't need to see that. I don't need to follow that anymore. Why am I looking at that? It's yeah. just waste time if I see a post from there. Or you go down a rabbit hole and then suddenly for the next two weeks, that's all you see. And you're like, why? Oh, that rabbit hole. Just delete <laughs> that shit. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's time to take some responsibility. Um, 
play Wordle instead of, you know, being on Snap. What is Wordle? I don't know what Wordle is. I've been seeing that on Twitter. Actually, I started doing it and now Bristol, she does it too. And so we kind of work together and we, so we both find it. So it's kind what of, is it a time? it's just a word game, but there's only, it only comes out once a day and you, it's five, five letter words and you have like six chances to guess what the word is based on the word you start with. So you start with a five letter word. And if any of those letters are in it, it will show you that it'll turn the tile um, yellow. If you have it in the exact spot of the word, it'll turn the tile green. And then you have six guesses to figure out what the word is. So do you play with other people or? No, nope. nope. uh, The only sounds thing like, is, you see it on it Twitter. Sounds like Wheel of Fortune without the wheel. Well, it was, they, they, somebody said it was like lingo, which used to be on TV also. But yeah, you just have so many guesses to get the word and. You know, people huh. show how long it took them, but it doesn't show you the word to ruin it for you. Um, but it's just, so, you know, it's a little brain activity to get you going. So is it an app? No, you have to go to the website. Oh. Um, and you just refresh it. I have it marked on my phone and I just refresh it every morning and it, it's a new one. So. Interesting. But yeah, there are some apps that are trying to cash in on it, but it's actually a website you go to. Huh. Good for them. So. All right. So on so waste media. time doing that instead of social media. There you go. <laughs> on social media, let's go back to carbon, low carbon beef. So is that yeah, this, cows that don't fart? I don't know what that so, is. So this was something I actually didn't see on social media. So I subscribe to ag news outlets and I get daily emails that I read. And this was in one of them from last week, uh, talking about the USDA approved a program back in November. Um, and this allows beef producers to market their meat as low carbon. So um, it's actually, the program is from Low Carbon Beef LLC, and it is a certification program and it's free, I believe. But the whole, um, how you qualify it is interesting. So producers, I'm going to read this verbatim. So quote, producers who can prove that their cattle are raised in a way that emits 10% less greenhouse gases than an industry baseline can qualify for the certification, which is run by the private company, low carbon beef. That that company has to be making money. Somehow. Oh, they have to. They have to be, but they said it's free. So they got government funds or something happened. I'm not sure. Hmm. Or they have a supplier that wants that label. It's It was created by Dr. Colin Beal. He's from Texas. He grew up by working Angus cattle with his dad and he has a PhD in engineering. So combining the science and the agriculture <laughs> together and he had said that um he suggests that more than 70 percent of consumers are concerned about the impact cattle have on the environment which i thought was pretty high that's a high percentage well i mean you see so much out there about how cattle you know emit greenhouse gases and how they're ruining the world and does this contribute to that problem but I go back to, you know, we had, when we had the pandemic pandemic and everybody worked from home, we had the same amount of cattle, but our emissions went down. 
So can we really blame the cattle after this little pandemic thing we've been going through for two and a half years now? No, but what you, but what is, in my opinion, what's happening is, is no one wants to see that because they don't want to be the person responsible for the emissions. It's again, it's taking responsibility for ourselves. Oh, well, that can't be something else happened. It wasn't the fact that I didn't have to drive to work. It was the fact that maybe there were less cattle because there were less people eating beef or, you know, and, and there were more people wanting cuts of beef from the grocery stores. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But I think it comes down to taking responsibility. How you want to see it. Yeah, how you want to see it. And you don't want it. They don't want to be the person to blame. So we're going to blame someone else. I had also thought about with the recent um, jump in prices you see at the grocery store, um, you put this label on something, it's going to come at a premium. Are people going to pay for that? again it's back to buzzwords yeah people are willing to pay for that kind of crap there's non-gmo slapped on i wonder i wonder surely there's an answer out there so how much like what percentage of products in a grocery store have a non-gmo label that literally means nothing for that product do you think it's 50 percent? do you think it's higher than that lower than that i don't know i don't know but i but of that percent, I'll bet 75% of those products don't even have it. It probably depends on where you are, just like anything else. You know, if you're in a place where people are food insecure, those labels don't matter. Price matters. If you're in a community where, you know, it's upper middle class, then maybe those, those labels do matter more and price doesn't. So I think it probably just depends on where you are. I know I had a friend who worked with um, some lower income families up near Chicago and we were discussing organic and not organic. And she was an FFA, but not from a farm. And she's like, if you don't have food, you don't care about those labels. If the main place you get food is at the convenience store and it's a hot dog because that's the cheapest thing you can get, none of the, nobody cares about those labels in those areas. So mm-hmm. now I I'm a that. little stubborn. Like I refuse, I'm not opposed to organic, whatever floats your boat. I don't really care. I refuse to pay premium for organic. Refuse, absolutely refuse. And, um, and that's a personal choice. I think there's room for everybody. But uh, the other day I was in Meyer and I was looking for mushrooms and uh, all I could find was organic mushrooms. And I'm like, mm. so I asked the guy, I said, where where are mushrooms he goes this is all we have right here and I go you only have organic and he said yeah we quit carrying the others um non-organic because they're the same price as the organic but nobody was buying them well they're all grown in poop so they're all right and I'm like I don't mind buying I mean what would you you wouldn't spray anything on a mushroom anyway I have no idea at his point you know they're wasting money buying the regular ones if only their customers take the organic ones so right so he was like we just don't carry makes sense yeah and and that was fine with me I'm like oh if they're all the same price I could care less if they're if I'm buying something I'm not paying for the label though um but if they're the same price he's just like yeah we they're all the same price, but people were only buying the non the the non-organic or no the organic, organic. one. Um, 
Let's see, organic versus non-organic doesn't bother me as much as, you know, produce from other countries. Yeah, and I will not buy juice boxes that have concentration, apple concentrate from China. You know, yeah. I will pay the premium to have the U.S. pressed apples in my kids' apple juice. Yeah, and see, I don't, those, those kind of things don't bother me if you, it, it but just buying it because you haven't researched it or you think you're just buying a label or, or something better without, I don't understand that. There was some Facebook. Well, it's just a preference. I mean, there was maybe people prefer to support organic as opposed to conventional, which, you know, your choice. Go ahead. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient flutriophol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Well, talking about the low carbon beef, I'm sure there's many um, consumers out there that have stopped eating beef because they're worried about the environment. So do you both think introducing this label as low carbon will get them to eat beef again? Can you eat low carbon beef on meatless Mondays? I don't know. I don't hey, know. Jen, did you try that chicken based, those chicken, non-chicken chicken nuggets yet? No. <laughs> I'm not Sorry. going to, and I'm not getting an autonomous tractor. Um, I think it I, depends on the person, you know, some people are going to look for the low carbon label, but they also, to me, if you're going to buy low carbon, I don't think you're the one buying it at the grocery store. Like, I think you have a, you have a guy you get your beef from or a gal or uh, my or other you're, question, or you're driving to three different stores looking for low carbon beef. See that's stupid. Mm -hmm. Well, and on the other side of it, do you think this program will be successful? Do you think there's ranchers and beef cattle producers out there that will consider doing this program? Jen, would you consider it? They can make money. So I have to ask first, because I think I missed part of the conversation looking for Wordle on my iPad. <laughs> Sorry. How, how are we getting low carbon beef? What is it? A, is it a feed is, are they changing the feed? I'm, I think I missed the conversation. I how think that's we, part of it. How are we getting this low, lower carbon beef? We're changing. I would assume it's a lot of grass fed pasture would get you low carbon versus, I don't because, know. Because why? Because there's, because corn contains, I, well, I don't I need to know why. Well, I mean, I grass fed versus corn fed, I don't get because corn is a grass, but that's just me. Um, but you know, it, I would assume that, you know, the effort you put into growing corn takes more carbon than having a pasture. That's what I'm asking. Now, at the same time, it takes longer to fatten up a grass fed calf. So that calf is on the I hook. I think we ignore that though. Huh? What? I think we ignore that because it doesn't fit the narrative here. <laughs> oh, I, I just... Then I do have a answer to what you were asking about. I'm looking at the story that I originally saw from Wired and they said feed additives that reduce methane production could be one option. Another approach would be to increase the amount of beef that is being produced overall to convert the feed to weight more efficiently. 
manure management, fertilizer use, and the amount of carbon that's being sequestered in farmers' fields. So, so if you plant bullshit. a tree and start with a steer, does that count because you're capturing more carbon in the pasture with it? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is complete bullshit and buzzwords. All you're doing is rearranging the narrative to make it sound like you want it to sound. That's probably good. Somebody, it'll fit somebody's narrative and somebody will pay for that. So do you fault the farmer for jumping on board and getting a premium? That bit you just read, you could change those words any way you wanted to make anything you wanted sound good. Oh my gosh. That's going to get me some hate mail, but that's bullshit. I just love how we got Jen fired up. It's been a while. That is just (laughs) bullshit. That's why I wanted to bring it up today, because as I told you guys before we started recording, I just saw this headline about a week ago, and this came out in the news in mid-December, so it was buried by some other news, who knows what about this, but I think there are some concerns and issues about it. Uh, It's brand new, obviously it's going to have uh, problems and concerns, and it, it goes to the whole conversation of the USDA wanting to shift to climate smart labels, which is a conversation that Vilsack had in a hearing as of this past week. So it's not going to go away. And I think the labels, the, the talk of labels like non-GMO, it hasn't been at the forefront in a while, but I think with this, the low carbon beef and other climate smart labels, this is going to come back into the playing field to talk about these labelings. You know, I, 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 I obviously feel really strongly about this. On the other hand, I have to tell you that if we're going to do this bullshit like this, every farmer that can take advantage of it just better be taking advantage of it. I used to think, oh, we're not, I'm not going to do that. Now I'm like, screw it. If, if that's what people want and we can, we can, we can make a buck off of it, go for it. I don't even know anymore. And upon looking further, just in my research on this, um, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Public Lands Council, they say in quote, they back private efforts to develop new brands and labels to market beef and urge USDA to support these efforts. However, they cautioned against developing a federally managed marketing program that cuts against the value created by years of brand development in the private sector. Oh, read that last sentence again. They, they, they cautioned against developing a federally managed marketing program that cuts against the value created by years of brand development in the private sector. So they don't want to make a federal program out of it. Yeah. It needs to be privately backed. That's probably one of the better statements I've seen from an association. Well, it just brings back to the conversation of where this is going to go. Um, I believe the company Low Carbon Beef has, they've had people through their company have the labeling, but now that USDA has approved the program, people are going to have to apply through USDA now. I'm not sure if those applications are open or not. I couldn't find that out, but I know it's been approved. Does it stay who started the low carbon beef in the United States? It was Dr. Colin Beal from Texas. Okay. (laughs) And I, I, I don't mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm not, I, I, I probably got a little rant going on there that I probably shouldn't have, but I just, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand enough. 
practicality. I just think practicality gets lost sometimes and stuff. I wanted to hear your perspective as a beef producer. In all fairness, just, just to be say, I am a, I'm a hobby. My beef kettle are my hobby. Um, We do not have the facilities around here to do grass fed. I am a corn fed. I grew up on corn fed beef. I, I like corn fed beef. I, it takes longer to raise grass fed beef. Um, I think there's a lot I know I don't understand. Um, I think there's value in the manure 100%. I think it's a lot of work to get that value out, but I think there's a lot of value there. Um, I, I, don't, I guess I don't understand this carbon thing because I hear my cows fart. Is that the only place that the methane is coming from? The manure too? I, I, is there methane? I, see, I don't understand enough. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I'm... it's just another way to farm and those that choose to participate, which Addison is probably not. She's barking here. Maybe she doesn't like the conversation, but. And I'm all about versatility. I'm, if that works for you, great. I think the thing we need though is understanding that it, it takes more than one way to, that's what America was built on, I guess. Every, there's room for everybody. Yeah, I mean, if people want to use this label and get a premium, go for it. Oh, I say go for it. If you if you qualify and you you want to do the the work it takes, I, I there I, I don't there isn't one way to do everything. I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate mail. I'm probably all over the board right now, but um, I just think you can manipulate the same amount of words, the same words in a sentence, three different ways to make it sound the way you want it to sound. But I mean, it's, you know, a niche for advertising, you know, it's something that they're doing and if they can make money off of it, then, you know, go ahead. Oh no, I'm totally for it. I mean, if there's people out there who, who want low carbon beef, go for it pay the premium. Let's make some farmers some money. They, I mean, I'm all about that. Um, I just, I think sometimes I get confused and frustrated with the consumer, not the farmer. How about that? Well, but the consumer still has choices too. You know, they can buy organic, they can buy conventional, they can buy by price, you know, they can buy both. So, I mean, if they see something low carb and they want to buy it, well, by all means, go for and it. I think as I get older, I'm coming to that conclusion as well as like, we as farmers have choices, you as consumers have choices. There's not one way. And we all have different priorities. You know, for me, convenience yeah. is a priority. Right. Um, maybe not as much price, but convenience is a priority. Plus, I will also support someone I know locally versus somebody I don't, you know, yeah. Like if I need beef, I can say, Hey, Carly, can you bring me beef to the farm bureau meeting? <laughs> right. I so. also go back to local and I'm a, I like to support local. Don't get me wrong, but I am a Walmart shopper. I'm an Amazon buyer. Um, all those places, like I can't tell you how many Amazon warehouses we have that I can practically see from my house, but 
all supporting those places also support local because they employ tons of local people. I well, think I mean, so I was just thinking more than locally, just supporting actual farmers. I personally know. I guess yeah, I was. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, oh, no, I, agree. I do buy pork from Minnesota and I buy beef right. from or by Kelsey as opposed to always right here. So I guess more, it's more buying from personal friends. I say we just support the human race, I guess is what I'm kind of saying. But just some food for your thought for your day. <sighs> I said a lot of words. There was probably a lot of word diarrhea. I'm not really sure that I made a lot of sense, but I think we all go down rabbit holes and, and I guess you need to learn to dig yourself out of it and take a little responsibility. I'll just say, do what, do what's best for you and your family. That's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Anything else we want to give the audience before we head out? I guess if, if there's hate mail, it probably needs to come to me. So I'm the one who, who banged my fist on the table and <laughs> got a little carried away there. <laughs> I don't think we have an address listed anywhere. So I guess oh, good. there you go. Google, I don't know if they can Google it or not. Karen, do you go have ahead. anything? Nope. I don't think so. I can't believe it's almost the end of January, but thank goodness. Oof. Yeah. I think this would be a good way to end this one with don't be a douchebag. I think that's there you go. We started out go. we started out the podcast that way how many years ago? And I think uh, when we talk about social media, that's that's a that's just a good tagline. All right, All right until next time. That is exactly the phrase I was gonna say. 